0: Hi everyone, Donald Lowry here, and I'm the Marketing Director for Contra Radio Network. You know what helps me sleep well? Physical gold. Gold IRAs help people diversify. The best gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals, with thousands of happy customers. Learn why Americans get gold IRAs. Get Augusta's free guide. Text CONTRA to 68592. That's C-O-N-T-R-A to 68592. Or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com.
1: Hey there, everyone! Welcome to the show tonight. A uh, little bit different. I did a live stream this morning. I was talking about the show, and then uh, about an hour or so ago, local prepper hit me up and said, "Hey, man, you want to? You want me to come on?" I was like, "Heck yeah, uh, let's do that." It's much easier. Uh, When I've got somebody else that can blab, uh, flap their gums uh, than just me by myself. So I was like, heck, yeah, we'll do that. Uh, Tonight, we are going to be talking about, uh, you know, wherever we go with this. I did want to talk a little bit about it being Preparedness Month. And um, as I said this morning, I want to say thank you to everyone. Uh, I've got a video that I want to play here that uh, everybody or a lot of people put together uh, for it's been around. 10 years uh, since I've been doing survivals prepper, whether it's the podcast or uh, the, the YouTube channel, all that stuff. So uh, they it was kind of it's kind of interesting because Brian Duff and, and a few members uh, did some video clips and everything. and right before I saw this, I told Brian that I was gonna have to put our survival prepper show on hiatus for a little bit. And then this comes out and then I feel like a complete heel now but i had to do it because i have to focus on survival's prepper so for everyone that listens to that show it it will be back in the future brian and i still might do some things here and there but it's just not going to be the weekly thing uh, but today uh before i get into a lot of that and before i play this video that uh, uh some of the members did for me uh what have you been up to local and we've been uh We talked a little bit before the show, and you've been up to about the same thing as me as far as YouTube goes. Absolutely nothing.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, So a lot of people have been asking where I've been uh, basically for the last 30 to 40 days. I've been moving from one town to the next. So it's been basically me and my explorer just shoving stuff in and driving it over there. And between that and trips to the dump, it's been a pretty amazing month.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's and and I do want to talk about that a little bit later too about the gas prices and all that and I'm sure that you you experienced that uh, about uh, basically how we're it, the the frog in the boiling pot of water basically we're we're used to this four dollars out here anyway it's creeping up around four dollars uh, I won't I don't want to get into that too much right now because we'll get into that later but yeah uh, all of those things uh, if you see any comments that I miss uh, LP make sure and let me know. Uh, if I miss him, hey, Matt, what's going on? I haven't talked to Matt in a while. White Rabbit, uh, Exploring with Dombad, Robert Van. A few of these are probably your, uh, your peeps.
2: There's a handful of them in there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I did want to play this video real quick. It was kind of cool because I don't get on Facebook anymore. And I had to get, have a member of my group, our, our group over at members.survivalsprepper.net. He basically told me, Hey, man, you need to log into Facebook and approve some of these people into your private group over there. And I watched the video and I was just blown away. It's, it's sort of why it gives me, it, it's why I started doing this stuff in the first place. When Lisa and I started about 10 years ago, I basically, I've been prepping for like a year or so. and I, and I want to get into this with you after I do this too, a little bit. I've basically been prepping for a year or so. So it was more of a a journaling of the things I was going through and sort of sharing it, sort of sharing a journey with everybody uh, that was listening to the show. And it's it's pretty cool that there are people that have been around since day one. Uh, that are still doing it. So they've, they've gone through that journey as well. And they've changed and the things that they're doing have, have changed since then. There's a lot of people that have completely fallen off the radar. I think the majority of people probably get into it and fall off the radar, but it is pretty neat. The people you meet, the people, you know, people like you vision preparedness. Uh, I mean, just a bunch of different preppers, a bunch of people in the preparedness community. Uh, is is just is pretty neat and a few that i've met in person and then there's some that you feel like like denise is in the chat right now never met denise in person but you feel like you know if you sat down at the coffee table with him or something it, it'd just be like talking to an old friend so um, just it's just really cool let me I, I i know this is you know you're you're going to basically sit here and watch the show with me but i've got this video i wanted to play what these guys uh, put together uh, and then we'll talk about how uh, every and even everyone in the chat, how your preparedness has changed from when you started to what you're doing now and all that stuff. Uh, let me go ahead and play this real quick.
3: Hey, Dale, Brian here, and hey, a bunch of people got together and wanted to wish you and Survivalist Prepper, along with Lisa, a happy 10th anniversary in doing the online preparedness stuff. Man, you've been amazing. You brought in a low-key, common sense, easy going, fun thing to the not Canadian prepper doom and gloom uh, world of preparedness. It's been awesome. I owe you a ton. I've had a great time doing this uh, survival prepper show with you for what, two or three years now. Plus, you're the one, your podcast, like I've said many times, is what the first prepper podcast that I started listening to in Baghdad back in the day, and it's what motivated me to get into all this stuff. So with that, thanks a lot, buddy. And uh, here's some other great people to say thank you to you as well. Enjoy, keep up the great work, and uh, I'm sure I'll be seeing you soon. Talk to you later, bye.
4: Hey Dale, Stammer WV here. Hey, uh, congratulations on 10 years of Survivalless Prepper. Uh, we appreciate all your hard work you put into all this, and looking forward to it being even bigger as you continue to make it grow Uh, i've been listening since about 2015 and uh, became a member of the academy the bug out location and now the new community Uh, it's great to have everybody come together and discuss ideas and i appreciate you making all that happen for us you're making it so much better uh, every year so keep going we we need your uh assistance in making things better for preparedness thanks dale hey dale and lisa the other brandon here Jammer recently pointed out that August is going to be 10 years of you guys putting out amazing content in YouTube, podcasts, everything else. I wanted to say congratulations and thank you. Over the years, you've
1: really helped the way I've thought about everyday carry, about what I keep in the truck, about what I keep in my bag. Keep it up. Love your content. Love you guys.
4: Hey Dale, Brandon Rhodes here. Greetings from sunny southern Colorado. Just kidding. Out in California right now, but wanted to wish you all the best of anniversaries and thank you for all you've done with the Survivalist Prepper. And thanks to Lisa for being along for the ride.
5: Hi Dale and Lisa. Denise Kaufman here. Uh, Congratulations on your 10th anniversary. I think I've been with you just about since the very beginning uh pernier um and i i don't believe i've listened to a doll show yet they've all been exciting informative uh everything i've needed uh i appreciate all your hard work so much so that i pernier bought you manilo tickets to columbus this weekend but uh Um, I kind of figured you'd rather I support the show through the Bug Out location or whatever. Manilow versus Denise, I I don't know which one you'd prefer, but you got my support anyway. So, happy anniversary and many more. Thank you. Hey y'all, just
4: getting some hammock time in, taking a break from doing a project on a lazy Sunday afternoon. I was thinking about our our journey from being preppers to homesteaders you know it was a, a pretty long journey and along the way we, we've met people that have come into our lives and and accompanied us on this journey and some of these people are still in our lives and and we've known them for 10-15 years now and i started thinking about it and there's other people that came on this journey with us that don't even know us don't even realize they were with us and Dale and the crew over at Survivalist Prepper are some of those people you know I started listening to Survivalist Prepper when it was still just a podcast I think I came in on episode three or four and I would download it off iTunes put it on mp3 player throw the headphones on and listen to it while I was working around the homestead the property and We'd listen to it on long road trips. I got the missus turned on to it and she really enjoyed it You know and they they give us some good prepper information some tips and tricks But mostly it was entertainment. It just it, it helped pass the time while we were doing all this stuff You know listening to dale complain about having to build horse jumps for lisa or cranky old mr Johnson next door Lisa's tinfoil hat time and brian's practical application of of what he knew or what he had learned on his travels around the world you know it was just it was just good entertainment and we started listening to him on youtube once that became big and and we kind of kind of came and went you know over the time as as our interests changed but we always found ourselves going back to survivalist prepper and i had the distinct pleasure to be on a live stream with Dale and Brian over on Tags Life Done Free, and since then, I've talked to him and we've done some collaborative work online, and I really enjoyed it. They're both really good guys, and I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting Lisa. We're gonna we're gonna talk him to come out to Midwest Preparedness Festival sometime. We're gonna have to drag him out here kicking and screaming, but we'll we'll get him out here, you know. And I just want to say thanks to Survivalist Prepper, all three of y'all. For, for being part of that journey with us and making it more enjoyable. Take care.
6: Cancy here, up here in Northern Ontario, Canada. I wanna take this opportunity to wish Dale and Lisa congratulations on your 10 year anniversary. Love is a funny thing. You need a good sense of humor to make your marriage last. Take for example, you got a homestead couple like Dale and Lisa, and you have to start over again and again every morning. Now, get this: Dale is a smart guy because he cracked a code in a long-term marriage. This is a partnership we're talking about here, eh? And there are rules in every relationship. Two rules in particular I want to talk about, like for Dale. The first rule is that Dale must make Lisa feel. Like she's getting everything because she is and the second rule is that Dale actually has to let Lisa have her way in everything <laughs> give you an example when they argue Lisa has to have her way when there's a final decision with the family wallet give that wallet over to Lisa when it comes to renovating the house let Lisa decide the color of the paint and when it comes to travel choices, well, Northeast, Southwest, as long as you're going forward, Dale, let Lisa pick the choice. Dale, you are an absolute genius because over 70% of marriages are ending in divorce, but not Dale. No, sir. He knows how to keep that fire burning. Superbly done. Congratulations. Dale, I've gotten to know you for about
7: three years now. And I've had an absolute blast getting to know you and Lisa. I've had so much fun. I was blown away by the group you guys had put together in the chat and the different things that people share. And I was amazed that people were actually getting out there and doing things. I'd been in Archer Pepper for so many years, but actually being encouraged to do things has has virtually and truly changed my life. Uh, We wouldn't be together and here without you. I really appreciate the. Survivalist Pepper Online Mag because that's a terrific community of people who really do mutually assist each other. And so I just wanted to say thanks. Seems shallow, but I really truly do mean it. I count you and Lisa as my friends and I look forward to coming out with and getting to see you face to face and giving you a big hug.
5: Hi, Dale. Daisy Luther here. I just wanted to stop by and congratulate you for 10 years of blogging. Um, First of all, there are over 500 million blogs on the internet right now and fewer than 30% of those are successful. So you're vastly in the minority having such a wonderful successful website. But what I think is more important is the community that you've created. You've brought together people from all over the country and all over the world who want to support each other and help each other become better prepared to face whatever emergencies are coming down the pipe. And to me, that's your real accomplishment. That is something that you've done that so few people could accomplish. So congratulations on 10 years. I'm wishing you 10 more and all the best.
0: Hey Dale, VP here, Vision Preparedness. I just wanted to take a moment and congratulate you on your 10 year anniversary for the prepping community. I want to say thank you for everything you do for the community and everything you've done for me personally and within the preparedness community. You are amazing. And I must say, I am a little jealous because you have a freeze dryer. That's on my list of stuff to get, but I just want to take a quick moment and say thank you. I appreciate everything you do for the prepping community. Take care, and God bless. Vision Preparedness, I'll see you soon.
1: So it's just just really cool, man. And I want to say thank you to everybody that's listening and gave me the motivation to actually do this crap and, and keep doing it. It's just kind of cool when you see people like that. Uh, One thing I wanted to say to Kenzie was Kenzie misunderstood. (laughs) He thought it was, they were talking about mine and Lisa's anniversary. (laughs) So that's what he was talking about in there. And he made a correction clip and I forgot to put it in here. So that's my fault. So regardless, uh, still good advice. So uh, it's, it's just pretty cool. I mean, I, 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 that's why I do this stuff. You know, the money the money is a means to an end and, and it is important. But the real important stuff is the the whole reason I started this, the whole reason you do what you do and Vision does what he does and um all of that is to just kind of grow this community and get more people aware of these of these things and get good information out there rather than the you know, the BS, the fear mongering and all that stuff. So Uh, I'm sure that's why you got into it, uh, started to get online uh, because, you know, when I first started, it wasn't really that. But recently it's been that because it's like, okay, you know, there's just a lot of BS out there and there needs to be some rational, rational thought out there. So uh, just just very, very cool. Um, Before it, it, what I wanted to do is talk about sort of how. Preparedness for me has changed and and everybody in the chat as well. You talk about uh, regardless how long you've been doing it. And I also want to get your your thoughts on it, too, because when I first started this, it was like I said, I'd been doing it for about a year or so. Lisa was was into preparedness when I met her. I was I've been married to her a couple of years before I actually got online and she's the one that got me into it. And my thoughts in the beginning, a little bit intimidated, I suppose, because you you don't I didn't really know a lot about the preparedness community. I knew a lot about preparedness and and things like that. But you you have this idea that it's like the this this James Wesley Rawls type community, right, where everybody's wearing flak jackets and, you know, all, all this just just this crazy hardcore stuff. And here's me living in, you know, in, in, the, in a rural area with not a whole lot. And and I'm trying to get online and do this stuff. And I'm feeling like I'm going to be just like being chastised and, and being made a fool out of. And then you see like the, the community that you've built, you put together, the community I've put together, the, the people that we interact with completely different than my, my thoughts. When I first started, what were your, uh, Thoughts about this, and you've got a little bit of a different background uh, as far as military and all of that stuff. But what were your thoughts when you first decided? Well, let me back up here. How long were you prepping before you decided to get online, and what were your thoughts about what you were doing and your reservations and all that stuff?
2: Uh, I started prepping in around uh, like really prepping two thousand eight. Okay, just the standard learning how to put things in buckets and mylar and doing mylar with irons and clothes or the, the hair straighteners and just the very beginnings of it. Um, And then I didn't start doing anything on uh, YouTube until uh, about three years ago. And, you know, the, uh, you know, the the same boat, uh, I started doing it that I started doing it about three years ago uh, because um, honestly (laughs) it's, it sounds weird, but so Um, I won't say his last name. His first name is Matt. Uh, He is. uh, He's got he's he's a former special forces. Uh, You won't see any of those things that I those accolades that I use. Sometimes I'll throw a hint in one of my screens. Uh, But he was one of these guys that was just cashing in on it. And it really pissed me off that, uh, you know, he brought this guy on. He was supposed to be super medic doc. And uh, he was showing you this little kit, this little medical kit that was going to save your life. And I started looking at it, and it was just like, okay, wait a minute. So let's 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 hit the old Google machine and Amazon and find out exactly how much it would take to make this kit. And the markup that they had on it was so outrageous. I, it just enraged me so much that people were like, this is the greatest thing ever. And I'm like, take your head out of the bucket, man. <laughs> Buy all this stuff yourself, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it just really, really bothered me. And then I found that there were a lot of people out there on YouTube that were doing the same exact thing over and over and over and over. And don't get me wrong. I've got a Patreon. I sell things on Amazon. I I, spo- I get sponsorships all the time. You know, I'm, I'm making like three dollars every time you spend five million dollars on Amazon. <laughs> you know, I'm getting yeah. so rich. Uh, but I started doing it and I still do it because. I just, you know, I had some company send me, I'm not going to say their name because I've got to do a video. I promised I'd do a video. Somebody sent me a can of roast beef to, to like, taste on, on, on you know, do a review on it, right? All right, good to go. It's $35 a can. It's this big.
1: $35.
2: Woo. $35 a can. There's nothing magical or special about it at all. And the company's out of Colorado, too. Hmm. So, (laughs) so yeah, it's just stupid stuff like that, you know. I mean, you know, I I, you know, I ping the environment, say, "What do you guys think?" And it's like, "Well, that's stupid." That's what we're gonna roll with. That's stupid, you know. Because you know, and it's funny too because all these videos out there about you know doing a you know a dollar dollar twenty five tree bug out bag, yeah, it's very possible. You know, is it the greatest thing on the planet? No. Will it work? Yes, it will. So. possibly well you'd be surprised man you'd be surprised some of that stuff is junk and some of it not so much you know but uh you can get away with a lot of stuff for for a short period of time and if you only got to go 72 hours dollar tree might save your life
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, but there's still that. I, I just it's hard for me to go that route just because, yes, the odds, you know, maybe there's a 70, 80 percent chance that that stuff was going to work for you. It's not going to fail in a three day period, maybe even more than that. Yeah. But there's still that 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 Murphy's Law thing that oh, always yeah. seems to bite me in the ass that if I'm going to use something, uh, even if it's a Band-Aid or a roll of gauze right from the dollar store, the roll yeah. of gauze is about a quarter of the size of a real roll yeah. and you're going to run out or the Band-Aid is not going to stick or it, you know, yeah. it, it's just those things that kind of, yeah. uh, but I agree with you. Yeah.
2: There are definitely certain things you don't want to, you don't want to uh, get all, all uh, one of the pinch pennies on.
1: Yeah. You know?
2: But there's no reason to buy a $175 knife because some guy said it worked great in the field. Yeah. You know, things yeah. like that, things
1: like that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, and you know what? Unfortunately, a lot of that stuff, it just, it, it works. These channels are huge. Uh, and, and I forgot to mention too, Morgan, she's doing a, a for, this is preparedness month and she's doing a 30 days to preparedness. And she's got a lot of, let me see if I can pull up this, uh, this list that she's got, but these are the type of people uh, that actually do add to the community sort of what we're talking about here uh these types of people she's got a list right here she's got hers uh i did one me and brian did one prepper potpourri she's awesome uh iradium for uh, two forty twos. It's awesome the preparedness guy prepping with sarge is great um, all of these you vision preparedness roaming prepper who's in the chat all of these people that are doing this stuff to actually add to the community, not take mm-hmm. from it. And you had mentioned, you know, there's the, the Patreon stuff, the Amazon stuff. There's, there's, there's gotta be a little bit of that because it's, it's, we have to be able to continue to do it, but at the same time, it's for us. And, and maybe I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm pretty sure you feel this way for us. That's not the main reason. That's a, like I said, in the beginning, that's a means to an end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but For some people, that is the absolute goal. I remember when I first got into this, Survival Life was the website that is, it's it's corporate prepping is what it is. Exactly. Uh, They offer you a little trinket and you get on their list and then they sell your list to whoever. And that is, you know, that is just not the way I like to go about this stuff. So it's just, I when I first started, that's the reason I did the bug out location the way I've done it too, is to teach people the actual Practical part of preparedness—the the things that really matter uh, in preparedness—and that's um, how I've just just gone about this whole thing. That's how Lisa and I live. We we change things. We do things. We don't go super overboard. I you know I, I build things to my strengths or build on my strengths and work on my weaknesses and all that and just do what we can do. I'm not a super prepper by any means, and you're never going to hear me say that I am on the on uh, YouTube or anything else. So. Super uh, pepper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Kansy is up there. Oh, I did want to say something about Kanzie too. Kanzie, even though it uh, is up in uh in Canada. Uh, speaking of <laughs> uh speaking of those people, uh the uh the uh the people that are just in it for the money, uh, you know who I'm talking about. Brian mentioned him in the beginning of that video. Uh but uh Kansy's up in Canada. I really want to get Kanzie on to even just an audio podcast. Cause that dude has got a wealth of information. He's a native up there in Canada. Does a lot of the uh, that you know that what we call is I, I guess bushcraft and stuff down here. Uh, just a a wealth of knowledge. Really, really smart guy and, and really uh, dialed in as far as preparedness goes. But it's people like that. It's people like White Rabbit. It's that that is. Have done this stuff and has grown. I've seen some of the things just in the last couple of years with her, the things she's done. So it's just it's just kind of cool. We're watching this community grow, uh, the real preppers. And it's not the, granted, there are some people out there. And, and maybe if, if I had the means to do it, hell, I'd have a prepper community, a compound, a bunker, you know, all that stuff. If I had the means to do that. Uh, it's not, it, it's, it's not in the cards, so to speak. And, and being a prepper, I didn't get into this for the money. I, I'm, I'm not going to become a millionaire being a, a YouTube prepper. So the odds of me getting a bunker <laughs> unless I dig it myself.
2: Yeah. I'm about to say you better get in your backyard with a shovel like right now. because That's how you're going to get a bunker.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's going to be a root cellar, and I'll call it a bunker. Just like I call my basement, the bunker. <laughs>
8: You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing. And I decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? And gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying. And there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. They have thousands of happy customers. And they are absolute best. They are amazing. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of their retirement portfolios. You need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious about this. So text CONTRA. To six eight five nine two again. Text C O N T R A to six eight five nine two. Contra to six eight five nine two, or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. dot com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. dot com. Um,
1: one thing we were talking about in the group too, and how I talked about how preparedness has changed, and how when when I first started out there were things that we did. And then over time, you learn whether you're you're talking about different skills, you're talking about wasting things, lessons, you're learning lessons on, about things. We were talking about five-gallon buckets in the group, about storing five-gallon buckets. And I thought it was pretty interesting because the average person looking in to preparedness, you would think that it, as to be a good prepper, you have to have your basement filled with 50, 60 buckets of rice, beans, and all that stuff, right? And honestly, when I first started prepping, I was sort of in that mindset of, okay, I got to, and I'm not I'm not bagging on the, the whole five-gallon bucket thing. But what I'm saying is, um, I was in that mindset in the beginning of, yeah, I'm just going to store everything within five-gallon buckets. And then you figure out that you're not using as much, Say I've got a five gallon bucket of flour, right? I opened that five gallon bucket of flour. Now that the clock started ticking on that flour and I've got to use that five gallons of flour uh, within a year or so. Yeah. Yeah. And that it just it just didn't work out that way. So I stopped. I, I sort of went away, I guess, is my point from the a lot of the five gallon buckets and more towards especially now that I got a harvest right more towards the freeze dried stuff, more towards the the things that I'm going to use on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Do you do uh, and, and a lot of people in the group, they had mentioned how, yes, they do some of the five gallon stuff, but nothing like, you know, like you would you would think that from the outside looking in that preppers do. Do you do, how how is your, your five gallon bucket uh, stuff in your preparedness plans?
2: Well, you know, it's, people have a tendency to move away from the five gallon buckets, but that's actually a mistake. Uh, And it really has a lot to do with their plans. Okay. So here's, here's why, you know, we always tell people to, to diversify, but you should also diversify your, your preps. So the real reason for the five gallon buckets is because they're mobile. You know, one of the things that, That I personally learned because I have just recently switched over to totes. You know, you go and buy yourself one of those 40 gallon black and white or black and yellow uh, totes from Walmart, it's going to last you for a long time. But once you fill it with about 30 or 40, uh, five pound bags of mylar or rice in mylar, you're going to find out very quickly that you're not Arnold Schwarzenegger and you're not going to make it up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you've been, you just keep throwing those bags in there every, every couple of weeks you go to Walmart and you buy yourself a five pound bag of rice. And, and then you just put it in a little Mylar bags. And you're just prepping your brains out. And then one day you try to move that tote. It ain't moving. So, you know, I literally had to like empty it out halfway and carry the, the other rice in another tote. And I have several totes like that. So you definitely, if you're going to be mobile in any way, shape, or form, you should definitely have, Some five-gallon buckets. And, you know, it's like I got into it in the beginning with the old gamma seals and all that stuff. Well, I got news to tell you. Gamma seals are nice. Don't get me wrong. If it's something you use every day, you're going to be in and out of it all the time. Hey, that's great. But, guys, take my advice. Do not buy gamma seals for long-term storage because the seals will dry up. The rubber seal on the outside and the rubber seal on the inside ring. They will dry up i know this i have several i've got hundreds of dollars worth of gamma seals that i can't use anymore because i open them to check and crack goes the seals mm-hmm. you know so yeah having those buckets you definitely you know i would say i would say you have at least 10 percent of your stocks in in uh, five gallon buckets. yeah you know? and uh but go with the mylar put the mylar in you don't have to put you don't have to go and buy 50 pounds of flour you know what i'm saying you can buy the small doses of flowers put them in small pieces of mylar so that when you open them you don't have that problem with having 50 pounds of flour that you have to use in the next six weeks
1: yeah yeah uh, carla had put it put in the chat here uh not if you store one pound flour vacuum sealed and put them in five gallon buckets so sort of a, along the same lines of what you were talking about you don't have to like i did when i first started out get the five gallon mylar bags fill a whole five gallon bucket with flour Uh, get those portion them into smaller ones and still use the buckets because those buckets are uh, one they're portable like you were talking about but they're also armor so if you're putting stuff in mylar bags uh, that's a a great way to store it Uh, the freeze-dried stuff i'm going to start doing some totes as well but not for the real heavy stuff because like you said man that that becomes a pain uh, that would be oh, yeah. a two-person job. Say we're in a bug out situation. That's a two-person job loading up the truck.
2: <laughs> yeah, some uh, ones, he, creative redundancy said dollies. And hey, that's great, dude. I mean, but now I'm spending money on dollies. I mean, come on. You know, if if you're just going to store something long-term and you're never going to move it because it's your, at your primary location. Uh, then, then, Hey, great. Pull it in, put it in totes and never worry about doing anything, but dragging it across the floor. But if you've got to get out of town and your plan is to take a buttload of food with you, cause you don't know where you're going because re- re- people rarely have a real bug out location, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to want to take as much food as they can. Then you, it's, you've got to stay mobile. You, you, those buckets are going to save your life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You
2: know, you can buy the real expensive containers, like 30, $40 for this one container you know and uh, that's stackable and it's it's just not going to do as good a job for the money.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then one thing on the gamelids you were talking about which I absolutely 100% agree with. I have like three gamelids and what those are for is when I open up that flour, when I open up the rice or something like that. That gamelid is on that package that I'm going to use. So all I do is that the lid stays on there because I'll tell you what, once you put a gamma lid on top of that bucket, that sucker's on there. (laughs)
8: It's
1: (laughs) It's a pain in the butt to get off. So I use it for that shorter term storage after I open up, after I crack the seal, basically. And then I take from that bucket and I fill up a smaller one that goes into the pantry. So it's Mm -hmm. sort of a three stage thing. But yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But like I said, for long term, not a good idea.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it it is those types of things, I suppose, that you learn throughout your preparedness journey. Uh, things that work. Canned foods is another thing. Uh, one of the big things that I think a lot of people, it's another one of those things that that people think that, hey, this is a prepper thing. You got to just have shelves and shelves of canned food. And uh, every nook and cranny of your house has got to be <laughs> packed with some sort of canned food. Lisa and I went through that. Luckily, I mean, not, not quite that bad. We went through that and it, and it. Gets to the point three, four years later that you're pulling stuff out from the very back of the cabinet that, <laughs> that yeah. you know, maybe you could probably open and eat if it were an SHTF situation. But not a chance in hell I was going to do it right now when I can just drive to the grocery store. So yeah. it's it's that stuff that gets thrown away. So you really learn. And I think food storage is one of those big things. You really learn uh, how to do those different things what worked what didn't work and and all of that stuff sort of the same with bug out bags right uh, you start out with God. with i mean that that's constantly changing
2: I, I probably got if i probably got 10 12 packs on the other side of this this camera just sitting on the ground
0: have you or someone you know ever had a hard drive crash or maybe your cell phone or tablet died taking all of your pictures with it. You've thought about backing up your data, but all of the plans out there cost too much money for just a little bit of storage space. Well, now there's a solution. Got backup? That's right, GotBackup will allow you to backup unlimited devices, up to 6 terabytes of data for only $9.97 a month. And that's not all. You can earn commissions by referring friends and family, too. Got backup is the only data storage center that allows you to earn income on your referrals. Check out GotBackup now. Log on to john-jeffers.com. That's john-jeffers.com. Log on
1: now. Yeah. Uh, Brandon said here, the other Brandon is, uh, he was the one in the video, the other Brandon, uh, you're going to be hard pressed to get a year supply of food to, to bug out with to, and get any other supplies in a single load. Uh, yeah. a uh, years, years worth of food. <laughs> That's a <lot> of <laughs> I, I think food, if yeah. you're in a bug out situation, I don't know that you're going, I wouldn't be trying to take a year's worth of food. You're you're, if you're in a bug That's out situation, point. you're abandoning a lot. Yes. Uh, so uh I forgot what I, oh, I was I was gonna talk to you about the the whole bug out bag thing because you're you're pretty big on that you've got uh I, a few I will just put it that way a few different types of bags and and you've changed different things over time and I think it's pretty interesting that you talk about how the dollar store thing isn't necessarily a no-go mm-hmm. uh but and, but I, it's it's kind of hard to kind of I'm having a hard time trying to figure out what the hell I'm trying to say here. But you've got I, I guess tested different things, done different things um, through your you know even probably before you were on YouTube. Uh, but how has like your first bug out bag setup? Do you remember how, sort of how that was, uh, or did your military experience play into that as well? So you already had some kind of insights on that.
2: Well, actually, you know, the answer is a little bit of both. Um, You know, my my very first bug out bag, uh, it was the typical, you know, um, pack light, freeze at night mentality. Uh, It was super low profile, super lightweight. It probably weighed 15 pounds tops and it had just the minimalist survival stuff that you'd find in in any one of the uh, the guys who like to make fire with sparks type ideas, you know. And, uh, you know, it just it evolved into, you know what? This is stupid because in my original bug out plan, because I was living between Virginia and and North Carolina. And, you know, the uh, walking from one place to the next was actually part of the plan. And it was going to take me three weeks to get where I needed to go. So, you know, that balance between uh, being as lightweight as possible, but yet having the things that were going to keep me from getting sick. You know, um, and you know, it, the ability to, to, uh, to actually hunt, you know, it, it kind of it turned into a, like a hybrid between a, a bug out bag and a, and uh what, what do they call those? Never, never coming home bags. Um, inch bag. Yeah. yeah an inch bag. There you go. Um, so yeah, it goes back and forth. You know, I, I have to change my whole philosophy now because of where I'm, I've i recently moved to, you know, it's just the whole bug out bag is going to change from basically yeah. like a, uh, a long, long range, like hiking slash camping, backpacking mentality uh, to more of a lightweight mentality because there's a different bug out location now. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but uh, yeah, it does evolve and it should evolve. It's you're supposed to do that every six months with your bug out bags b- because that way you're going through, you're getting the food and you're, you're swapping the food out. You're, you know, anything that could go bad or rancid or attract an animal, you know, that or, or, or rode it you need to get out of there and swap out. You know, just things like that, making sure that it's all making that that six month assessment on your bag is actually kind of important if you're into bug out bags.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Kenzie asked here. uh, He said uh, survival prepper and local prepper. What do you think about bucket caches in different locations? Um, And I've got a PVC cache over here that I'm actually going to rebury. But I had a whole bunch of stuff in that PVC is a lot thicker than a bucket, though. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, sealed properly, I don't know. I mean, it's airtight, but I don't know how a bucket, uh, it it sounds like a good idea, but I don't know how it would do, say that the ground saturated or something like that. I assume that it would do okay, but I don't know about, you know, 10, 15 years, I think the bucket would probably break down. Uh, What are your thoughts? Have you ever thought about that?
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, I've seen that. Um, Well, it's it's not gonna stay there long. So you're basically creating work for yourself if you wanna go down that road. but what it is, is you need, to, you need to check them at least once a year. You need to pull them up. You need to inspect them. Uh, like I said, some foods will go bad. You know, um, And, and it's, it, it, the canned goods are probably going to be fine, but you are going to have a moisture issue. Um, a lot of times people don't think about it, but the, the standard um, five-gallon bucket with the watertight lid that would normally come with it, isn't as watertight as most people think a lot of times you have to buy the ones that actually have seals on them uh that mm-hmm. like uh very similar to what they how they would pack paint in a five gallon bucket there's a there's actually a rubber seal uh you may have to change those seals out you may have to replace the lids uh and a lot of times they still leak one of the things that i actually saw people do is do the five gallon buckets with a standard waterproof lid and then put a contractor's bag wrap it up in a contractor's bag and then tape it closed and then bury it. And then make sure that when you do bury it, that the, um, the, you basically create a flap over the top so that if water does come down, it'll shed over the top of it into the ground. You also might want to contemplate getting yourself a bag of gravel and digging that hole and then filling the bottom of that thing, the bottom of that a hole with gravel before you put your bucket inside of it. Because that will create natural drainage. Any water that comes down will go past it all sheet past it all, and then go into that gravel, and then into the ground. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's a great idea. I think it's one of the smartest things you can do. But you're like I said about you got to go about once a year and get them out. You yeah, know, and, and they they've got to be in a place where where human beings are not really going to go to, you know. Otherwise, sooner or later, somebody will stumble across it in some way, shape, or form.
1: Yeah, I had like I said, I had this PVC pipe over here, and I've got the video on my channel. I had it buried for about a year, but in that PVC pipe, I had it a silicone around the, the the whole top and the bottom of it. And just, I mean, sealed up super tight. It was only in the ground for about a year or so. And everything in it, I had ammo in it and plastic bags and, and all sorts of things. And everything was fine in there. I had a little Gerber knife in there um, and it was fine. Nothing got real wet. But again, it was only in there for about a year. Uh, yeah. But it was sealed up pretty well. I think that's if you're going to do something like that, I think that may be with that PVC pipe, it's going to handle the the elements a little bit better mm-hmm. uh, and make sure it's sealed up good. But uh, yeah, depending on your situation, and if you have time to do it uh, if, and if you think it's going to be useful, uh, I'd maybe, I'd maybe put one out to test. <laughs> yeah. Stick it out there for a little while and, and yeah. see what happens before well, you put we'll, some we'll good do, stuff in there.
2: Yeah. Do the research too, you know, find out where the, um, um, it's not the water line, but the um, but what's what's the line that they use on the maps that tells you how deep where the water is?
1: Oh, uh, I don't. Uh, Somebody put I'm drawing chat. a blank now. <laughs>
2: Somebody put it in the chat. But you know what I'm talking about. It's like if you dig deep enough, you will hit water. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some places you just can't get away with that. You know, you can't dig it deep enough. And if you dig it too deep, you might literally just dig be digging right into water, and you just wasted your time.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, Contour lines, broken. Nomad was talking about, but that's uh, the water table. Brandon Butler was, there you
2: go. There you go. We got it. There you go.
1: Yeah. Contour lines is what I was thinking on a map (laughs) on a topographic map. Yeah. But water table. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Find Um, out where your water table is, man.
1: Yeah. Well, I should have. And the reason I should have known that because I've been doing a lot of research, well, for the last two years, been researching wells and mine is 175 feet down I was gonna get one of those hand pumps <laughs> that's not happening uh, good luck with that yeah yeah
2: how'd he die he was pumping water <laughs> yeah yeah Die <He> died
1: thirsty <laughs> I'd, I'd have to make the kids move back in put them to work just pumping water everyone take a shift <laughs> Uh, the other thing that changes, too, and I think this is the big one, uh, that, that got me thinking about this cause ten years doesn't seem like it, it just seems like it you know it seems like forever ago that I started this, and you look back, uh, and life goes so damn slow. But when you really think about it, you look back and all of a sudden it's like, holy crap, (laughs) my rides, my rides, you know, I'm over the hill now. Now we're going down the hill and it's almost over. (laughs) But our uh, and I think Prepper Potpourri was in her video. She's talking about foods that don't expire. And in the beginning of that video, she talked about us having expiration dates as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a big factor when you're talking about your preparedness plans, your skills and all that stuff. So uh, and kind of what you were talking about with your bug out bag 10 years ago the my physical condition and what i planned on doing were completely different than what my plans are now my kids still lived in the house back then Uh, a lot of things have changed over the course of time so as you get older in preparedness and honestly I, i mean i'm not quite to that point yet but there does come to a point in your life too where it's like okay you know what i've done the best that i can and you know there's there's not really much i can do at this point i'm not at at some point you get to the age where you're just not hoofing it 40 miles it's just not going to happen yeah Uh, or you have physical conditions you rely on medications all those things you've got to sort of come to grips with the fact that that's just the way that that life is and i think that's another thing that changes with our preparedness we try to sort of pivot and figure out you know ways to uh incorporate certain things into our preparedness plans to kind of mitigate the uh the uh, not the losses but the uh you know mitigate the the dangers and and things like that but sometimes you just gotta you know you gotta be you just gotta be okay with the fact that hey man i'm i'm as good as i can get and you know and hopefully hopefully the big bad you know the, the you know the big bad things the marauders and all that don't come to my door but if they do uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay corral it basically, and, and do the best I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing, uh, let me see where we're at here. Uh, if anybody's got anything in the chat, um, I, I'll, I'll try to look at those. And if you guys have any questions, any thoughts on things are changing and all that, but I did want to get into a little bit about. Uh, You were, you were talking about moving and things like that and making trips. And I was talking to Lisa the other day and and going to the gas station. Um, It's, it's kind of frustrating a little bit because you go to the gas station and you see out here, we're, we're up around four bucks a gallon. And right now it's a little bit less than that. So you hear these people talking about how oh the gas prices are going down. And it, it really is frustrating because it, it is sort of that frog in the boiling pot of water thing. The and this is not just gas prices. This is inflation in general, uh, but it really is frustrating because a year and a half ago, maybe a year ago, everybody was completely up in arms about this stuff. Right, the gas price is this, but the gas price is that. These days, everybody's just kind of like, "Oh, it's the gas prices." Hey, now they're down to three fifty a gallon. That's you know, it's getting better. So they get us used to this crap. And then, you know, th- then the new normal becomes that three, four bucks a gallon where it should be two bucks a gallon. Shoot. I remember when I first got my license, it was uh, I think it was like ninety six cents or something like that. Yeah. Uh, what are uh, gas prices out there where you are?
2: Uh, they've actually been coming down kind of rapidly over the last week. Uh, it's it, it was sitting right at uh, I want to say three fifty nine for months on end and, like nobody would go over that. Uh, and then uh, just in the last week it dropped almost 20 cents so it's it's very it's it's very fickle it's very fickle but don't let don't let that dissuade you from storing gas or or you know doing anything smile LP you look pissed I this is what, <laughs> this is what 20 years in the core does and another 13 years working for the DoD does everything it's a terminal <laughs> glance you be like all the time uh.
7: <laughs>
2: but uh, no you know I mean there's you know, I made a video the other day about it, and then, uh, you know, it, it didn't really get any traction because the YouTube algorithm, I hadn't made a video in a month. You know, um, but uh, I had a friend, a friend of mine had sent me something. We'll, we'll just say that he probably shouldn't have sent it to me. And the video was about uh, the, uh, the Panama Canal and how they're having real problems with getting the ships through it. Uh, right now, there's over 200 ships on each side of the Panama Canal, either the, both the north and the south locks. Um, So and that uh, that actually is basically 40 percent of whatever they send to the United States from Eastern Europe, from the Middle East, so on and so forth. So when the when the oil doesn't come over here that we're buying now instead of making, you can expect the price of gas to go through the roof. Uh, And there are some estimates that it could go well over ten dollars a gallon. Um, But. Will that happen? There's no telling. There's no telling. But the the traffic jam is real, you know, so the prices are going to go up. Now, like you were saying, feeling like that, uh, you know, you're feeling like the, the frog frog in the, uh, the boiling pot of water and how they're slowly turning it up. And that's exactly what they will do. You know, the, the, it won't be, oh, my God, it's finally reached the pains here. And then next thing you know, it's seven dollars a gallon. No, that's not what they'll do. Uh, they'll just slowly raise it. And here's the funny thing. Gas prices should be going down at the end of this month because that's when they stop doing the um, the summer. Uh, what is it? Uh, they, they mix fuel differently from, from summer to winter. Uh, and at the beginning of October is when they start selling the winter blend, which is actually cheaper. So, the prices should be going down, but my guess is that they will start to go up, and then, you know, all the other different little things. But yeah, you start to feel like that you're the frog, and and you're just knee deep in everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jammer said uh, with all the hybrids and electric cars, shouldn't the demand lower the price? And y- you would think that as well. And Lisa and I were talking the other day too about. You know, the holiday, the the week, the Labor Day weekend and all that gas prices go up. So you would think that I mean, it's all just a a scheme to make money, I think, Mm -hmm. because you would think that with it's not like the holiday creeped up on them and they didn't know that the holiday was coming. So they should have ramped up production. You know, we, we do that in our own daily lives. We know that when, when I'm going to need a certain, more of a certain thing, we make sure we have more of a certain thing. You'd think that gas companies could do the same thing, but they don't because, and, and you know, uh, gas companies, meat companies, grocers, all that stuff. But I, I think they don't because they know that this is an opportunity to, to pad the bottom line a little bit and people are going to be more accepting of it because it's, Oh, it's just, it's the holiday gas prices. It's this or it's that. So uh, it's, that's, you know, the whole supply and demand thing kind of, kind of bothers me when it comes to fuel because there's just so much money being made with all this stuff. And this goes from the gas companies to the politicians to all that stuff.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people forget too, that these gas companies, their primary mission the leaders of, of these large big blue businesses, their job is to make sure that the shareholders make money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, they, if the shareholders made a buttload of money last quarter, uh, you know, they expect to make a buttload of money this quarter. And if you start to do things that are good for the consumer and not for the shareholder, then they throw a fit. They, they, they have failed at their primary job in running that company. So keeping those shareholders you know, and, and if you look at the end of the year stuff, that's when that's when the prices really go up, because the shareholders want that end of the year bonuses. They want they want to close out their annual stock portfolio on a high, you know, so people need to remember that there, there are people that own that business that want their money.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, Tiger said here, uh, tip, if you store gas, get summer blend. Uh, it doesn't go bad as fast as uh, or evaporate as much. Try to store real gas, not the the methanol stuff. Uh, I didn't. I'd never even thought about that. I don't even know that. So I just, whenever it's it's the price is low, that's when I get it. And and these days it's never low. I guess it's lower is the yeah. the correct vernacular these days.
2: Yeah, and you know he's absolutely right. That blend does last longer, uh, which is one of the reasons. He, <laughs> So it costs more money to make that blend because it does last longer. So they don't have to add the different chemicals, things like that. They don't have to put it such a, 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 a strong refining process. But, you know, in the end, in the end, it, it's, you know, I agree with I agree with what he's saying, but I can tell you two things about it. One, I just uh, put a little bit of the uh, uh, what is it? Um,
1: Stabil. Uh,
2: uh, no, I don't use stable because it has a dye in it that, that, uh, can coat parts. Um, ah, someone put in the chat, the one they use on boats, that's the one I use. So it comes in the white can.
1: Um, I'm going to have to re-listen to this podcast and yeah. write all this stuff down. <laughs> but, uh, you know,
2: um, and, and then use the gas, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if your gas is over a year old, then you, ah, come on, man, you, you're storing a lot of damn gas. If your gas is over, is over a year old. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, you know, another thing, too, is people talk about gas going bad. Uh, I dare anybody in the chat right now to tell me of the time. There you go. sea foam. That's what it's called. Um, to tell me any one time that you poured gasoline that was bad into your lawnmower and your lawnmower didn't start. I dare you right now because it doesn't it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. You know, I used I used to actually own a very big boat. And that was the first thing i asked it had two 90 gallon tanks on it and i said you know what do you do when the, the gas goes bad and the guy who the guy who owned the boat yard said don't worry about that man i've gone out to to boats that haven't started in five years and clean the clean the carburetors and they fire right up yeah it's going to smoke a little bit it's going to stink but it's still going to burn yeah so i noticed yeah. the chat nobody typed oh my gas went bad last year so <laughs> truth to that guys, a little bit of, a little bit of brain fart epiphany stuff just happened.
1: Yeah. Uh, 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 it, I, I've got something to add to that, but uh, Eagle lover has said here, uh, Southern pepper one had receipts today for on EV battery placement, $28,000. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, yep. Absolutely insane. Yep. Uh, one thing, one more thing on the, the, the fuel stuff, the way I do it, and i don't know how you do it or anything but the way i do it i've got 25 gallons and maybe i should have more than that but right now that's what we have and i've got five cans labeled one two three four five uh and when i take i I, whenever i go to the gas station and have to refill i'll take one of those cans throw it in the truck and then take that can with me put it at the end of the line and that way everything's getting rotated through
2: I do the same exact thing. The, the hardest part of that whole thing is moving all those gas cans in the line. Yeah,
6: <laughs> you think yeah. they—you
2: think they'd come up with something that, like that, you know, where they would just slide down to you? But no, it's not a big. I do the exact same thing. I normally keep about thirty or forty gallons, uh, but uh, you know, it is what it is.
1: It'd be cool if you could. Maybe <laughs> if, if you could, they'd probably build one, but kind of like the canned foods racks where you pull a can yeah, out and they all, all slide down. except for you know yeah except for a few
2: i'm gonna gonna go i'm not even gonna put a tm on this guys you know what would be perfect for that and you've got to be old enough to understand you remember the metal slides that burned your ass
1: yeah (laughs) it'd
2: be perfect man you take one of those just put it you just put it on like a 10 degree you know and every time you pulled one out yeah slide down it'd be
1: perfect yeah yeah yeah
2: could be done You you don't need the whole slide i mean but
1: yeah. Yeah, interesting. I, I just think it, it, it's just really frustrating. The whole inflation thing, it it's it's really unnecessary, but that's just the way our system works, I think. Uh it's it's designed. To work that way to increase that bottom line, and with inflation, you've also got the fact that everything's made like crap these days. It's made to break within a year or so, so you have to buy another one. Yeah. And when you think about that, that's part of inflation. It's costing you more. You've got the shrinkflation aspect of all of this stuff, where uh, you know you, I, I, we, we, it's that frog in the boiling pot of water thing again. We don't really notice it, but if we were to go back twenty years and look at the size of a box of cereal or how much much cereal you actually got in a box you'd be like holy crap this is how much we got Uh, sometimes because we don't eat a lot of sweets and stuff like that so you uh, i think it was lisa chocodiles or something like that she really wanted chocodiles because she hadn't had them in like like 10 years or something and she (laughs) found some and they're they were like two-thirds the size of what they used to be and it's just it's it's all ridiculous and it's all a good reason uh, to, you know, to stay up on your preps and get the things while you can. Oh yeah. Uh,
2: you know, it's, it's insurance. That's what it comes down to. No matter what it is that you're buying as a prep, it's insurance. Mm-hmm. It's just that easy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, it, it, that is one of the things that, like I was talking about when you first start out, you're, you're preparing, you're preparing for disasters and this and that. And as you grow in preparedness, you start to realize it starts to become a lifestyle And you start to realize that, hey, if I can take advantage of things before they just get completely out of hand, then I need to do that. And the more we do beforehand, if if things do completely go off the rails and prices do completely skyrocket, we're going to at least have, you know, depending on how much we have uh, put away, we're going to at least have buffer time. Uh, to maybe navigate through that or get through it long enough to be able to figure something else out Uh, hopefully and and maybe it does go on for longer than we have the means to to do that for and that's where the homesteading like grumpy acres and and tagging all that that's where that comes in is being able to produce your own food and withstand all of that stuff through through those long periods but that's that's kind of what it's all about, is preparing, doing that stuff. That's kind of why I got the the harvest right. One of the big reasons I got the harvest right, because if I can get uh, meat is my main thing. If I can get meat while it's low and freeze dry that stuff and just store massive amounts of it, when hamburger is, you know, $14 a pound in the next year and a half or whatever, I'm not going to have to worry about that uh, as much, I guess.
2: Yeah. Yeah, proteins. Protein is a very serious issue when you talk about food storage, and you know, like like the path that you're on is is great because then you can you can freeze dry all basically any meat that you want to, and then rehydrate it later and eat it. You know, yeah, it's going to cost you a little bit up front, but you can do it over and over and over, and eventually that machine will pay for itself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the plan. And I've tried some stuff. Chicken in it is fantastic. Uh, you can put hamburgers and all sorts of things in it. Now, real quick, and I want to get back onto the protein thing with you, but Candy was talking about, and this is a very good point: boiling frogs, ostriches sticking their heads in the sand, too many poor memory goldfish in society. Uh, that is that is the mentality of most people. It's it's short memory spans, and and we're guilty of that too. Uh, but people have short memory spans. They don't. Things become normal. Too easily for people. They forget about... uh, Politicians are a perfect example of this. They're all lying pieces of crap, right? But people forget about that when, when, you know, once... Once they get on the campaign trail, they, you know, they do this and they do that and they say this and they say that and people are all on board or or they either love them or hate them. And then they get in there and people completely forget about all the bullshit that happened before. The gas prices used to be two bucks a gallon. People forget that that's what the gas prices used to be. The meat. I mean, the list goes on and on. People just sort of get used to the new normal and and they're just okay with it. That taxes is, is a, another perfect example. They take taxes out of your paycheck. So you never really even see it. <laughs> that is 100% intentional. I guarantee it because if people had to write a check to the government every month, uh, like, you know, oh, yeah. us that, that have our own businesses sort of do, yeah. uh, you know, you, you start to figure out, Hey man, <laughs> what, what I'm, I'm giving a little bit too much money to Ukraine here. <laughs> what, uh, what's going on?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we do get, and you know, not to go off in the left field, but we do get every single thing that we do has has a tax associated with it. Mm-hmm. You know, before you even get your paycheck, there's a tax. Then you got to pay a tax on this and a tax on that. And it's like everybody, it's like, it's almost like 20 little mafias all coming after your your pocketbook, you know, paying protection. Because if not, we're going to take your stuff or put you in jail.
1: Yeah, yeah. Shoot, by the time you get product into your home, whether that's meat, whether that's a car, whether, you know, whatever it is, a candy bar, you've been taxed three, four times on that dollar bill uh, that you use for that. Um, Back to protein real quick, and then we're going to I think we're going to get out of here tonight, but. Uh, what are what's some advice as far as if people – a lot of people don't have the freeze dryer. Uh, you've got canned meats. You've got even protein powders and things like that. What are some of your tips as far as people – uh, storing protein we've got eggs uh, we've got chickens so we've got egg- that they, they produce eggs uh, like I said I've got the freeze dryer you've got the canned meats uh, legacy foods uh, in this contest I'm giving away a a bag of freeze-dried beef dices but what are some of your advice as far as protein and and all of that as for shtf reasons whether you're talking about something that's a couple weeks a week or something longer term than that
2: well you know it's I hate to say this. I really hate to say this, but I'm huge on uh, canned meats. You know, you can buy them at any store. They, they're it's basically automatic portion control. Yeah. And the expiration dates on them don't really mean anything. You know, because most of the food is actually sterilized before. You know, a lot of people don't even know it. Did you know the MREs? The food in MREs is actually sterilized before they package it.
1: Yeah, I had no idea.
2: So most of the stuff that's going into these cans is basically sterilized. So, you know, as as long as you take care of them, you know, they're not going to be super mobile. uh, But, you know, if you've got shelves upon shelves, if you've got one of those metal shelves that used to be thirty five dollars, that's now one hundred and sixty dollars, you know, that you might find in a bakery or something like that. And you fill one of those like every shelf. With canned chicken, beef. Um, I don't think I've seen any canned pork in a while, canned turkey. You know, I mean, all of those things. You will have easily, easily six months worth of protein. No problem. Um, And, uh, you know, and then then mix that up. Go, go, go to whatever company that you like to use and get yourself the uh, uh, the freeze dried uh, different proteins, you know, the beef, the chicken, I know the beef is more expensive than the chicken. Um, and then you could learn to use, learn to use those in, in the appropriate portions. People have a tendency to just go crazy with the scooper. You know, they don't realize that it's basically a third of the size it's supposed to be when it's dried up Yeah. and do that. And then, and just mix those things up and God, like you said, the chickens, that's that, you know, I had four chickens forever and every day those chickens gave me four eggs. Yeah. You know, so in the end, in the end, they paid for themselves. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you can do that, then that's great. You know, and then obviously if you've got land and you want to, you know, raise cattle or whatever it is, uh, I say have fun. Have fun with that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the easiest, fastest way to get prepped up at the lowest cost, you know, and, uh, you know, it's like I I, I still use the six can method. I go to Walmart every time I go to Walmart. I don't care if I'm going in there for a bag of, or a, uh, a pack of gum. I get six cans of something and it's always at least one can of protein.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, we've we've sort of sort of gone away, not really gone away from the canned food thing, but we don't do it near as much as we used to because we just don't use it uh, like we used to. We were more of the frozen vegetable type thing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we probably should, because that is something that we should have more food storage of that. But yeah. I've tried to force myself and we just, we always just, it's sort of like falling off the wagon, right? We always stop. And, and honestly, I like canned green beans better than I like frozen green beans. Yeah. So, uh, but I just never think about it. It's always, it's always that, but I, but yeah, it, it's going to be much better to have those canned things than the frozen things because if you're without energy and that's a huge factor in preparedness too we could go uh, for another hour talking about all this preparedness crap but um that's another thing but if you're if you're going without energy you're going to need those canned foods but all you got to do with a can of meat is open it a can of tuna a pouch of chicken whatever just open it and you're good to go yeah yeah um, all right, so do you have anything to add before we get out of here tonight? Cool conversation. I appreciate you uh, last minute joining in.
2: <laughs> yeah, anytime. Uh, have- man, anytime. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, I want people to know about uh, if you're going to be going to Prepper Camp this year. I'm actually going to be there. Uh, you'll find me at the uh, Walking Around or, uh, or sitting down at the It's Doomsday podcast. Um, I'm going to be helping that guy out this year. Uh, and uh, we're going to be looking for a lot of different things. And this is also in preparation for next year's prep stock. So next year I will not go to, to Prepper camp. I'll go to prep stock, uh, which uh, is brand new. We don't even have the web page for it yet, but some people know about it. Um, if you want to uh, follow what's going on with prep stock, go ahead and find me. I'm on all the things. It's local prepper, all one word uh, that we'll slowly be rolling that out. Uh, and it's going to be more education focused. Yeah. There will be vendors there, but it's not going to be, Hey, I'm the greatest guy ever. I did this, that, and the other thing. And here's my background and now come to my tent and buy my trash. We're not, we're not doing any of that. We're not doing any of that. So.
1: that's That sounds pretty cool. When, and you, you, you plan to have that ready to roll next year.
2: Yeah. It's going to be 2024. Uh, it's going to be at a, a North Carolina state park. Uh, we've already got the site laid out. We've already reserved the site. Uh, and now we just got to start knocking, uh, basically knocking this out. I'm going to go find the vendors and, and, uh, and we, we had, uh, we had to cancel this year, uh, because nobody wanted to come and nobody wanted to come for two reasons. One, there was this really convoluted sleep plan that was confusing a lot of people. We actually had like a bunkhouse, uh, but nobody wanted to sleep in a bunkhouse with another person. Uh, and the other was this place was so far in the Tennessee mountains, that cell phones didn't exist <laughs> it's, it's it was really 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 bad uh, which i don't have a super problem with but let's face it a lot of people don't want to be without their cell phones
1: yeah that used to be a good thing go somewhere yeah, exactly. and you didn't have cell you couldn't use your cell phone now yeah. it's like like armageddon <laughs> yeah
2: and honestly the place just they were just char- they charged way too much uh, just to use their site and had way too many restrictions we just found a better spot And uh, we're, we're going to, uh, it's going to be pretty good. It's going to be pretty good.
1: Yeah. Hey tags in the chat too. What's it going on tech life done free. Got a cool YouTube channel as well. He does the uh, uh, sort of the Midwest. Is it the Midwest preparedness project tag? Okay. I I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, Him and grumpy acres are part of that. So what you're doing is sort of the same thing. I hate uh, and Brian and I have talked about this before out here in Colorado. uh, We've gone to a prepper convention. And it just that type of situation, it just bugs me because you walk in and it's basically booths of people trying to sell you the trinkets and gadgets that that we see on a daily basis. And I think it's it's different than, say, if if I'm going to a gun show, that's what I want. Right. (laughs) Um, I want to go in and see the booths and all the the shiny toys and all that stuff. But as far as preparedness, I want more of and this kind of what we've been talking about the whole show is that. The camaraderie, the community, the learning, the skills, and all that different stuff. Yes, the there there are things you know. People do want to support uh, the preppers and all that, and buy some of their stuff, yeah. but that can't be the main the main focus. I, yes. I think that people lose their interest when it's like that. I think Lisa and I probably stayed. We did one lap around the place and said, "Okay, uh, you know this is this We've is seen junk.
2: it And own half this stuff already. Did we just yeah. give people forty dollars a ticket?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, we're, so, we're we're looking we're looking at the ticket prices already, and and right, we've already started at like eighteen dollars. So you could literally get in on this, get get your get your ticket, and then forget about it, and it wouldn't be worse than it wouldn't be worse than losing two Starbucks coffees.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, one last thing before we get out of here, uh, window liquor prepper. <laughs> that's a funny name. <laughs> He's one of mine. He's a troublemaker. <laughs> Uh, not having phone service should be a prep. Uh, so if you have no service, it's good. Yeah, I I, I agree. And Denise, um, she had put a comment. We were talking about uh, tips for new preppers in the in the group. And she was talking about crank the power off in your house over the weekend. Uh, do something like that to learn where your weaknesses are, where your strengths are, how your family is going to react. Same sort of, of situation right there. Ah, uh, practice not having your cell phone. i I think a lot of people would be like heroin addicts, uh, you know, going through withdrawals uh, and and maybe myself included a little bit. but mm-hmm. um yeah, it it should be part of your press because that's all all the electricity, all the the power, that's all the stuff that could be taken away, regardless what type of disaster you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, big, small, whatever. so. Uh, with that, I think we are done then. Make sure and keep me up to date on that. Whenever you've got any new information on that, just let me know and I can oh, yeah, uh, put it out. But that sounds like it'd be it'd be a blast. I would say that I, I'll be going or something like that. But, uh, you know, I, I I'm i just not saying anything like that because I've I, I've got the Midwest preparedness project I need to go to. Never been to prepper camp. Uh, so who knows? Uh, I, I don't. I don't leave home much. <laughs> so uh, Denise said, good show, fellas. Thank you. Yeah, again, Local Prepper, thank you for being on. Uh, anybody that is over watching on my channel, watching on my Facebook page or anything, make sure you go over to uh, Local Prepper's channel. Subscribe to his his channel. Uh, you can get updated on everything that's going on. Super smart guy. Uh, super funny guy, you know. Uh, hey, you know, every time I think I've got some sort of brilliant idea, you always have, you know, Uh, A lot to say on the subject to make me rethink what I was talking about. So, (laughs) Uh, With that, everyone, I appreciate you all joining in tonight. Uh, Like I said, I've been taking a little bit of time off, but I plan on getting back to the grind here on Survival's Prepper, doing the weekly show again, working on the Bug Out Location. Uh, We've got the giveaway I'm doing for Bug Out Location members, which I will be putting out an email this weekend, and we'll be doing the drawing. I'll be doing a live video drawing. Uh, on monday for that so uh, watch for that video but uh local uh, appreciate you joining in everyone in the chat appreciate you all joining in tonight uh and we will talk to you all later
0: Hey everyone, Donald Lowry here, and I'm the marketing director for Contra Radio Network. You know what helps me sleep well? Physical gold. Gold IRAs help people diversify. The best gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals, with thousands of happy customers. Learn why Americans get gold IRAs. Get Augusta's free guide. Text CONTRA to 68592. That's C-O-N-T-R-A to 68592. Or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Have you or someone you know ever had a hard drive crash? Or maybe your cell phone or tablet died? taking all of your pictures with it. You've thought about backing up your data, but all of the plans out there cost too much money for just a little bit of storage space. Well, now there's a solution. Got Backup? That's right, Got Backup will allow you to back up unlimited devices, up to six terabytes of data for only $9.97 a month. And that's not all. You can earn commissions by referring friends and family, too. Got Backup is the only data storage center that allows you to earn income on your referrals. Check out Got Backup now. Log on to john-jeffers.com.
8: That's john-jeffers.com. Log on now.